Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the Lord. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. I'm not on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give another hand clap tonight. Great job, guys. Thank you. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Um, just want to say I really enjoyed the service this morning, didn't you? Really great time in the Lord. And um, thanks to everyone that um, took the time to invite folks. I'm going to tell you, that's where it is. That is where it is. If we could invite one person a week. Amen. I'm telling you folks, if you want to grow your church, that's the only way to do it. Amen. If you love Gap Hill Church of God, that's the only way to do it, is inviting people, because that's how churches grow. Especially when you're in a small community like this, you don't have so many people that you can reach out to. The congregation, I'm telling you, it is on the congregation to be able to grow that church. And you can do it. You can do it. We had so many faces here today that I've never seen in this church. So that's just a sign to show us that it is able to happen, all right? With God, all things are possible. With man, it is impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things are possible. And some of the people that you invited told me they were coming back, so we'll see. They may do that, and so we thank God for that. Amen. And even if some of them don't come back, at least they are, were hopefully touched by the hand of God in the service this morning. I just want to really quick speak on a subject entitled, Have You Heard? From God lately. I just want to ask you that question today. I thank God for this generation that sang to us tonight. And uh, it shows you that the future is bright for this church. There's churches that don't have talent. You know what? There's churches that would die to have young people that knew how to sing a harmony part. If you don't sing, you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But I'm telling you, we've got kids, all right, in, with Brad that can sing harmony. I'm telling you, you don't hear about that often. God's blessed us. I want you to know that. We are a blessed church. This is a blessed body to have the talent that we have in these young people. So we thank you guys for doing that for us tonight. Have you heard from God lately? I'm going to read verse 19. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious will he be when you cry for help? As soon as he hears... He will answer you. Even though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. I guess I could ask you a question tonight. Does God still speak to His people? Now, now, we, now we understand there's some high pitch up in here. I need some monitor there, brother. There, we must understand that in the day and hour that we live in, it is a lot different than the Old Testament, all right? God worked in a lot of different ways in the Old Testament, but I want you to understand that the God of the Old Testament is still the God of the New Testament. And I also want you to understand tonight that if God could do it back then, God can do it now. In times past, He spoke 
There, was, there is no way to read the Bible and not hear God speaking. God literally spoke. You can read it in Genesis. He spoke the world into existence. God spoke to Abraham as I preached this morning. Said go to the land of promise. God spoke to Moses. Gave him the law which we know as the Ten Commandments. God spoke to Belshazzar when his finger wrote on the wall a message just for him. God spoke to Paul on the Damascus road. Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? God spoke to the, the apostles and he gave them the Holy Scriptures. But can we actually hear from God? I need to know about me. Or is hearing for God some supernatural thing? Or even worse, for the emotionally unstable. That means that if you hear God, then you're crazy. Alright, that's what that means, emotionally unstable. I'm here to tell you today, God still speaks to His people, and I'm going to prove it to you. So let's be honest. Some people who claim to hear from God, I have a great concern, because there's some people that say they've heard from God, and I know good and well, and you know good and well, they haven't heard from God. Alright, there's some pastors that we call them hirelings. They have told their congregation a bunch of lies, and, and they're giving my occupation a very bad name. There are people in the world today that they won't even trust pastors, won't trust preachers anymore because of hirelings that have come with a word from the Lord. So when somebody finally does have a word from the Lord and comes and says, thus saith the Lord to you, they're like, oh my gosh, there goes no one of them charlatans. Now they're going to take up an offering and ask for my money. I'm telling you, we have come to this place in this generation where people are missing out on hearing the voice of the Lord because God still speaks. The voice of God, you can hear from a universal standpoint, from a personal standpoint. a matter of fact, God speaks through creation according to Psalm 19 and verse 1. He speaks through the birds as they chirp. He speaks through the trees as they sway their worshiping Him. He even told us that if we fail to worship God, that the rocks would surely cry out. God speaks through creation. He speaks through Christ. In Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, the Bible said that He spoke in time past through the prophets, but now He speaks through Jesus. Christ who came to this earth with the message, hallelujah, that God was going to redeem man, that he would die and be the supreme sacrifice, the Lamb of God that was spotless and took away the sins of the world. God speaks to us through our conscience. That is that little voice that says, you know you ought not do that. That's God speaking to you. Or maybe that voice that says, you should do that. That voice is sometimes challenging us and says you ought to help that lady over there with her groceries. That old lady over there. And you think to yourself, well that's awkward. Perhaps the Holy Spirit has just spoken to you. So you have to understand, we have to be ready to hear the Word of the Lord. God may not sound the same way every time. We have to be ready and looking for the voice of God. He speaks to us in prayer. As a matter of fact, when we pray, He speaks to us. There's 87% of people in a recent survey that said they believe that God answers their prayers at least some of the time. It was in an article entitled, Is God Listening to Me? 87% believe that God heard them when they prayed. Can I tell you God promises in His Word to speak to us. He said in Isaiah 30, Your ears will hear a voice from behind you and it will say, This is the way, walk in it. John chapter 10, 27, He said, My sheep know my voice, another they will not hear. But they know my voice and they will hear my voice. So I need to know tonight, how does God speak 
to me. And I'm going to give you a few points. Number one, it is plain and simple. God speaks to us through the Scriptures. He speaks to us through the application of His Word. You will not necessarily open up your Bible and God say, you need to take that job down yonder. But what you will find in the Bible is that God gives promotion. What you will find is the, in the Bible is that God tells us that a man should make an honest day wages and if you've got an honest job that God will bless that. Somebody ought to say amen. You may not open up your Bible and he say you need to marry Susie. But I can tell you in the Bible, He'll tell you what kind of virtuous woman you need to look for. He'll tell you what kind of man of God you need to look for to be the leader of your household, even though He may not call them by name. Do you understand? We must exercise caution that we do not add to or take away from the Word of God. We, we are seeing a generation that instead of rightly dividing the Word of God with truth, we are taking the Bible and we try to make it say what we need it to say. Or we try to interpret the Scriptures so that we can appease our lifestyle. It's kind of like the devil with Eve when he says he challenges the Scripture when he tells her, has God really said that? She knew all along that she was about to sin. She knew all along the Holy Spirit's already spoken. Her God has already let her know, you do not touch this tree. You do not, do not eat from this fruit. But guess what she did? She ignores the voice. She says, you know what, maybe God hasn't said that. We must rightly divide the word. It happens so often when we want to convince ourselves that we are right. So we open up our Bible. I've known people that have done this. And, and they ask me a question and I tell them what I believe the Bible says. But then they give you another scripture because they're trying to confirm their own bias. Or they're trying to confirm their own opinion. Well, this is what the Bible said. And oftentimes we take the scriptures out of context in order to fit our lifestyle that is not God speaking to us that is us speaking for God so God says you don't take one jot or one tittle out of the word of God God never intended for that to happen there's a great hype about end time prophecy the return of Christ which I believe that it's going to happen don't you it is stated in the scripture that, that, that the ministers would, that they would read things from the Bible. Some would preach the true gospel. It was also prophesied that there would come those people that would tell them things that would just tickle their ears. It bothers me when, when, it bothers me when preachers and pastors start taking advantage of the signs of the time to make money. It bothers me when somebody wants to write a book about a revelation that they found in Revelations. Is anybody with me tonight or am I preaching to... I found a revelation. Oh, there's going to be this or that or another happen. And they write a book about it. Make a pile of money. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Saying that they've heard from God. I want to tell you what I know about the end times. I do know this much. No man knows the day and no man knows the hour when the Son of Man is going to come. But He will come. I do know that much. I don't know when. I'm not going to write a book about it. Revelation's already told me all I need to hear. The more frequently, and I'll tell you this, the more frequently you read the Bible, the more you'll hear from God. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to grab that. The more frequently you read your Bible, the more you will hear from God directly. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I'm going to show you. You can make good decisions when you read the Bible. You open up the book of Proverbs, which I've been reading lately. Now, I don't know if any of you remember uh, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to read the Bible every year, and I fell astray from that, just kind of reading here and there. 
And so this past year, I said, you know what? I need to get back to that, that, that yearly Bible thing that I used to do. And so used to it was really boring. It was boring. You open up your Bible, you read Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and you go all the way from Genesis to Revelation. There was no split. And so I was like, man, I just want a different way to read the Bible. So I opened up my Bible app, version is what I use, and I open it up, look up the plans, and I like it because it lets me read in Genesis, Matthew, Psalms, and some days even Proverbs in one day. I like that. It kind of keeps it interesting for me. It keeps my mind thinking. But I want to tell you something. You read your Bible, God will speak to you. Because as I've recommitted to that and just getting it, some of the scriptures I've read many times, I've read my Bible through numerous times, and some of those scriptures that I've already read before, they never stood out to me like they stood out to me this year. I am reading things that I've read many, many times, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me as I read God's Word on a daily basis. I keep up with notes, and I have sermons that I'm going to have to build from things that the Holy Spirit is revealing to me. It's probably things you already know, but for me, it was just an enlightenment. And I said, yeah, I'm going to have to preach on that. I'm going to build something off of that. What I'm telling you is if you want to hear from God, open up your Bible, and the Holy God of Heaven will speak to you. To you through his word. Somebody said, Well, that's simple preaching. I know it is, but it works. In 2 Timothy 3:15, this is what he tells us. He tells Timothy, You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. They've given you wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. He's saying, You heard from God when you read the Holy Scriptures, it led you to salvation. Point number two is I hurry alone. God speaks to us through life situations. Can I tell somebody that life is an ongoing thing from day to day? Can I tell you that life is ongoing until death? A matter of fact, every day when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror, you are about to face life. Some days life stinks. But I thank God I'm alive. I, I, we just got, got the record for those that watched the NBA. Kobe Bryant was in a, in a crash today. Around 10 o'clock this morning, NBA legend, one of the best basketball players to play right there under Michael Jordan, well known. And he died today in his own private helicopter. Just got a notification as the kids were singing, their teams were singing, and it said his teenage daughter Gianna, or Gianni, however you say it, I may not be pronounced that properly, but his teenage daughter, he's got four kids, one of them's not even a year old, just had her last year, Gianni passed away with him in that helicopter. Devastation. God bless his family, and God bless those other families. Nine other people died. Nine people died today from all different kind of families. God bless them today is my prayer. So I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes life may be bad, but I thank God I'm still here. It could be worse than it is right now. And God is speaking to me and God is speaking to you through life situations. Please hear me. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. You've heard it, but I want you to grab the first five words. In all things, God works. Did you get that? In all things, not some things, in all things, God 
works. C.S. Lewis says that God whispers in our pleasure, but He shouts in our pain. Tragedy is God's megaphone when He rouses up a deaf world that will not hear His voice. It was September 11, 2001, when the Twin Towers were crashed into. Thousands of people would lose their lives, but they, we were reminded of a God that loves us and a God that will bring us together and help us during rough times. God was speaking through life situations. It was George Washington Carver who's a devout Christian. He maintained daily devotions. Read his Bible on a daily basis. He would pray on a daily basis. He would begin his prayer with the word, Behold. The theme of his devotion was, Behold, what will God show me? It was his way of opening his mind to God's word and to God's world. One day he was holding a sweet potato in his hand and God spoke to him and said, Behold, what can you do with it? Today if you visit Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, you will find 118 samples or things that Dr. Carver did with that little sweet potato. He saw creation from a new perspective. And in doing so, he unlocked some of God's secrets that he breathed into him. He figured out that with the sweet potato, I'm going to name a few. You could make rubber. You could have food, of course. You could have coffee. My God have mercy. Thank you, George. You could use it for wood. You could use it for cotton. You could use it for sugar. You could use it for silk. Things that could be done and made with the sweet potato. My God, what has God given you in life? What is in your hands? What has, what's on your plate right now? Your life, your life situations. Let me read my scripture. You Exodus chapter 4. This is good stuff right here. Then the Lord asked Moses, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. This is a sermon in and of itself. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses just threw the staff down. It turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Wouldn't you? I'd have ran. I'd done more than jump back. It was in his hand all alone. And God said, I'm going to take Moses what is in your hand and through your life situation. I'm about to change your world with what I've already blessed you with. Throw it on the ground. With that little cane, he'd have never thought it would have happened. That little staff would turn water in the blood. That little staff would turn into a serpent and eat all of Pharaoh's serpents. That little staff would be the staff that he would raise over the Red Sea. And it would part on either side and they would walk across on dry ground all in his hand the whole time what I'm telling you is there's some things that may be in your hand that God's already given you there may be some life situations you're going through right now and you don't understand it but God is using it for your good and he's wanting to know what's in your hand perhaps God is speaking to you about using that thing that you already have for his glory praise the Lord not only that, how does God speak to me? God speaks to us through signs and wonders. I love this. God gives dreams, visions, spiritual gifts to His people. Let me show you three verses. Joel 2, 28, you know it. This is a proclamation. 
What God says he proclaims is going to happen. Then after all those sayings, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people, just like our sons and daughters tonight. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men are going to start dreaming dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on servants. It doesn't matter. God's not sexist. He says, I'm going to pour it out on the men and I'm going to pour it out on the women alike. This is a proclamation. God is telling His people, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to speak to you through signs, through dreams, through visions, through young people in this last day and generation. See, I want the devil to understand something. There's a lot of teenagers he's got under his grip that are doing the things of the world, but I also want the devil to know that there's still some teenagers that are up here singing about the precious blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. So we ought to give glory for that, that the devil has not won the battle. That's a proclamation. But then there's an affirmation. Look at Acts 13 too. The Bible reads... One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work which I have called them to do. This is an affirmation. God says, I'm going to speak to you through this, through men and women of God. Hebrews 2.4 is a confirmation. And God confirmed the message that they had preached by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever He chose. Do you understand the acid test of such experiences is that they must be confirmed by the Scriptures. I don't have a problem with God sending signs and wonders. As long as I can confirm them through His Word. Are you ready for this? I'm fixing to shut her down, but i, I got to tell you. Now, if I wanted to, tonight I could go to bed, take my melatonin gummy, get knocked out really good. They give you strange dreams anyhow. I can get up tomorrow morning, I can make a Facebook Live video. I could tell people you are not going to believe what God did last night. I was sleeping in my bed and the holy, oh my God, it was such a powerful experience. In my dream, I had a Bible in my hand. In that dream, it was Jesus. He came to me. Jesus came to me. Last night in my dream, he dropped something red in that bottle. And he told me, this is my blood for your healing. And so, I go and I get some water and I start making red blood water for your healing. All you got to do is send me a tithe. Do you believe God's in that mess? Come on, somebody. Do you believe it's happening all over the world? People are falling for it. I was reading about this little clown overseas that is literally a multi-millionaire. A matter of fact, a billionaire, I believe is what it read. He's a multi-billionaire. Everybody around him is pretty much starving. because It's over there in Nigeria because they keep giving him all their money and they don't even keep enough for their family to live off of. There is a problem in the world today, ladies and gentlemen. If God wants to do a sign or a wonder, I want to be able to open up my Bible and say that is of God and not some strange spirit. My God Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. Don't, don't everybody shout at once. You'll ruin this message more than I already have. God, God speaks to us through signs and wonders. God speaks to us through significant people. There's safety and success in the counsel of wise counselors. 
word of counsel for encouragement. At times, He speaks to us a word of correction. And sometimes I need that to get me back on track. Sometimes when I'm going through hell and high water, He speaks to me a word of comfort to give me strength, new strength to make it through another day. He speaks to me a word of confirmation. When I feel like I'm out of the will of God, when I feel like I failed, when I feel like I'm not making a difference, He confirms to me through His word, He says, you're still in the will of God. Not only through that, but He speaks through significant people. He speaks through men and women of God that pour into our lives. See, I may get up here and I may preach a sermon. All I am is the mouthpiece of God. All right, That's all I am. I, 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 I read His Word and I preach what I feel like He would have me to say to this congregation. That's what a pastor does. That's what an evangelist does. That's our job is to try to touch your heart and, and get you to sense that God is speaking to you through His Word. He may use a man or woman of God to speak into our life. But we've got to be ready to receive that word. Have you ever, have, have, have I, maybe, maybe I've preached a sermon since I've been here. I sure hope I have. If I haven't, I've failed miserably. But perhaps there's been a service that I preached something. You don't have to raise your hand. You say, but I preached a specific sermon. I said a specific little line. And it hit your heart. You know what I'm talking about. It spoke to you. And I know it has. Because I've had people come to me at the back door. And say, man, if that word wasn't for anybody, that, that was exactly what I needed to hear. I'm going through something. You spoke directly to my spirit today. What I'm telling you is God may use a pastor. He may use an evangelist. He may use one of your dear praying friends. But God will speak to you through other people. If you'll listen, it's the voice of God speaking through someone else. And then I close with this. God will speak to us in the sanctuary of our soul. We are the temple of God. We call this the sanctuary. Go on to Psalm 73. We call this the sanctuary. We call this the temple of God because it is. We've dedicated this house to God. We come here for the means of worshiping God. That's the only reason we're here tonight is to worship Jesus. No other purpose at all. But we are God's sanctuary. The Bible said, no, you're not that you're a vessel. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He dwells in you. Psalm said, so David said, I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. I don't understand it, how they're getting along so well. But he said, then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. What David's trying to say is, I went to God in prayer. And God made me understand through the sanctuary of my soul. He hit me right here at my heart. I appreciate a word from the Lord from another man of God. I love it. I'm glad when they preach to me and something they say speaks to me. I love it when somebody shakes my hand, even a congregant, and they shake my hand and say something to me of encouragement. And I'm like, man, I really needed to hear that. Thank God for that word of encouragement. But there is nothing more encouraging than when I get down on my knees and God speaks directly to my spirit. There is nothing more releasing and more powerful than when I feel like I hear from God Himself. There's nobody else in the room. It's just me and Him. I open up the windows of my heart and the windows of heaven open and He pours out a blessing that I don't even know how to contain. There's nothing like it in all the world when I hear from God like that. I leave you with the Elijah experience. 
We too look for God in the earthquake, the fire, and the wind just like He did. We want that Holy Ghost bear hug, that squeeze. We want, want that overwhelming anointing experience. But in the Elijah experience, it did not come through the shout. It came through a gentle whisper and the still, small voice of God. Too often we shout over the voice of God. What we need to do is find a corner, get down on our knees, open our Bible, and say, God, would you speak directly to me? Because if somebody else says it, it might not be from God. They may be able to sell it really good. They may be talented speakers, but it may not be from God. But if I get down on my knees and I hear from Him directly, I leave that room knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have heard from the God of heaven there's no doubt nobody can take that away from me I know he's spoken to me the result of God's word is simply this it is always peace the peace of God ruling in our hearts is the greatest evidence that we've heard from God have you ever went through something and somebody come up to you and they say I don't know how in the world you're making it I don't know how you're dealing with that I don't know how you're keeping a smile on your face through all of that trouble you're going through. They've been doing you wrong on the job. How do you still come in singing your song and whistling? See, what they don't understand is you've already heard from God and His peace has filled your soul. So external circumstances doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what other people do or what other people say because we've already heard from God. We've received peace. He has already spoken to our storm and said, Peace be still. That's why we're different. Because we've heard His voice. And that makes all the difference in the world. Come on, Miss Sandra. I'm, I'm going to close with this. So I'm going to give you really quick, what do I do in order to hear from God? How do I know when He speaks? The first one is you tune in. When Jesus was about to die, He said, Father, glorify Your name. Then God spoke from heaven. He said, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there, according to John 12, some said that it sounded like thunder. Others said that an angel had spoken to them. They only heard the thunder, the loudness. They were out of tune. Do you hear thunder? Or do we hear God speaking? Do we hear a lot of noise or are we hearing His voice? I guess what I'm trying to tell you is my grandma used to have an old CB and you sit there and you be turning that CB and you're just waiting to catch the right frequency. Anybody ever done that? As long as you're on the wrong frequency, what does it sound like? But finally, when you finally tune that baby in, you hear Him talking over the radio. That's the way it is with God. So often we go through life. We're... But if we would get down on our knees, I'm telling you, if we would pray, and I'm, I mean it 100%, somebody needs to hear. If you will open your Bible and read, I'm telling you, you will tune into the right channel, and you'll be able not just to hear a lot of thunder and a lot of rumbling and a lot of static, you'll actually be able to hear God. Tune in. Second, you check it out. Make sure that every word Every word, especially from others that claim they have a prophecy for you. God's spoken to me for you. Make sure it's in harmony with the Scripture. 
If it's not, the Bible said, mark them a false prophet. He said, don't be blown about with every wind of doctrine. Just because there's a fire burning doesn't mean it's not a strange fire. So when somebody tries to say they've heard from God, I'd rather hear from Him myself and then I know it's real. I know it's real. And lastly, do it. When God speaks, obey. A matter of fact, when you read the Bible in Luke 11 and James 1, you will find that hearing and obeying are inseparably connected. That is why I told the church, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Let him do what the Spirit says. So I ask you today, have you heard from God lately? Like the old songwriter that said, how long has it been since you talked to the Lord, told Him your heart's deepest secrets? How long since you prayed? How long since you stayed on your knees until the light shone through? How long has it been? Because God desires to speak to you. He desires your presence. He desires your communion. He desires your fellowship. We could all agree that we need to talk to God more than we do. We could all agree that we need to hear from God more than we do. Can I just close it like this? If we would talk to God, then we would hear from God. Can I say it this way? The more we talk to God, the more we will hear from God. We want God just to shake this land with a revival. We want God to flip our churches upside down, send us a move of God like we've never seen and we ain't even talked to Him. It ain't going to happen, honey. It will not happen because that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that when His people start calling on His name, He will hear from heaven. He will heal their land. He will send a revival to them, but He will not do it until we actually Start talking to Him. It is then and only then that when we listen really close, God's going to be speaking to us. God's going to tell us some things. We have to trust the process. Can we all stand in the house of God? You got song? Grab a mic, sing. Beth's going to sing song. Can we just come and pray tonight? Anybody feel the need to pray? As she sings tonight, just say, God, speak to me. Anybody want to hear from God? Does anybody need God to speak to you? Well, I'm going to tell you, I do. I'm going to pray because I need God to speak to me. God, speak to me tonight. Let me know what your will is for my life. Please, show me your will. What you'd have me to do. Freedom reigns in this place. Freedom reigns. Yes, God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where His Spirit is. There's freedom. There is freedom. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Jesus. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Speak to me, Jesus. There is freedom. Speak to me, Jesus.
Show me your will. Lift your eyes to heaven. I'm going to trust you, Jesus. There is freedom. Lift your eyes to heaven. Just lift your heart. There is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace. Falling on every face, there is freedom. If you're tired and thirsty, there is freedom. If you're tired and thirsty, there is freedom. Give your all to Jesus. There is freedom. Give your all to Jesus. There is freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. 
Jesus, you're so worthy. Showers of mercy and grace. Oh, you're falling on every face. There is freedom. Sing it one more time. Sing it with her. Jesus reigns. Oh, Jesus reigns in this place. I'm glad he does, aren't you? Showers of mercy and grace. He's falling on every face. There is freedom. I do want to take a minute. And I want to encourage you that if you invited somebody to church and they did not come, do not be discouraged. I feel like I need to say that tonight. Because, listen to me, you have planted seeds. And when you sow seeds, those seeds will eventually sprout. When, when I preach from week to week, I throw a pile of seeds out all the time. And my prayers, you know, sometimes you're going like, my God, all that, that didn't fall any fertile ground. That one, no fertile ground right there. That's what the devil tells me sometime anyhow. But I know the Word of God. And the Word says that when we do these kind of things for the work of the kingdom, that that seed will be planted and His Word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. And I also want to encourage you, keep inviting people to church. I don't care if it's somebody that you don't know. I've done that many a times. Down at Dollar General store, I've, I invite them all the time. Be like, hey, you ought to come to church sometime. <laughs> they know me in there. All of them do. None of them haven't come yet. But guess what? I keep buying stuff from there so they keep seeing my face. And sooner or later, guess what they may do? They may surprise me. They may come through those back doors one Sunday. Their life be changed forevermore. Be encouraged. God bless you. Shake hands and be friends. We love y'all.